Sunday means sports cards at the Palm Beach Kennel Club, South Florida's premier sports card and memorabilia event, the PBKC Sports Card Show, live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club. Welcome in. Cyrus Winnig and J-Mart with you on a beautiful Sunday morning in West Palm Beach from one of my favorite spots in the area, the Palm Beach Kennel Club, and we are live at the Palm Beach Kennel Club Sports Card and Memorabilia Show. Just kicked off. Open the doors 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. as we do every uh, final Sunday of the month. And it's pretty fitting, J-Mart, to, to be here because, as, as everybody knows, Football got going this weekend, and this is a great place to, to watch games, college and NFL, and really you know, just have the, the, the buzz of, of football back. But also, I, I would say it's even more fitting because of the news that broke in the, call, in the sports trading card market yesterday, which was the mint condition Mickey Mantle baseball card selling for $12.6 million. So twelve point six million things to talk about today, and and I, you, when I heard that news, my, my jaw just dropped. I it almost doubled the the the, the previous high of a of a card sale, which was seven point two five million dollars for the the centrally old Honus Wagner card that we've yeah, you know, it's actually all, all heard about the card. It's the highest card sale, but also the highest memorabilia yeah. sale. It's everything. It's the highest sports item sold ever, which is. I mean, at least that I'm that I'm aware of it is amazing. Let's get some context as some of the highest things ever sold. Yeah. A couple couple of months ago, nine point three million dollars for the jersey worn by Diego Maradona when he scored the uh, the contentious hand of God goal yep. in the nineteen eighty six World Cup. That also surpassed uh, the. 1974 Rumble in the Jungle heavyweight boxing belt re- reclaimed by Muhammad Ali. So, I mean, that that doubled it, 6.2 to to, wow. to 12.6, and that is just absolutely. Well, and the Honus Wagner was like Sep- the, the card was yeah. like 7.2 or something seven, like that seven, as well. Yeah, 7.25, and it's just it's hard to wrap my head around that. My my when I first heard about that as. If you buy a car for twelve point six million dollars, where are you displaying that in your house? Are you are you putting? I mean, it's Mickey Mantle. So do you put it on the mantle? Where, do, you put it, <laughs> do you put it on your nightstand? Do you do? You, is it replacing a family photo? I might just send it out as a Christmas card. Yeah, you know, it is an interesting thing. It's not, it's not a, a big item, but if you're buying something like that, your house is essentially a museum. Yes. So he absolutely has uh, plenty beautiful ways to display it safely, I'm sure. And I'm just not uh, rich enough to understand what those are. Do we, do we know it's, it was a private sale? Am, am I correct in saying that? Uh, I, thought it, I thought it was a golden auction. Uh, heritage, heritage auction. Heritage auction. So are those usually, t- tell me, because you are the, the sports card expert, Jay Mart. Mm-hmm. Are those usually done at this point, day and age? Is that, those must be done all online. Are they? Are for but for a card that big, this monumental, it it would almost seem like the spectacle of it. You would want a moment like that documented in person. It seems a little in, impersonal to click, uh, you know, bed for, almost like eBay. Like, yep, twelve point six million dollars just just broke every record, every imaginable number in the book for a sports card. It's like. Let's do it in person. Let's do it face-to-face. So I, I do think that this – because here, the problem with that is 
if you are selling this card, you want people from all over the world right. to, to be able to of bid course. on it, potentially. So there will be... I, I'm sure that, that the card is available to be seen and visited if you're, if you're going to be in the... Uh, so I mean, you know, it's not like you're going to be blind bidding or anything like that. And it's widely considered the best known copy in existence yes so you know you kind of you have some safety there in knowing what you're going to get but yeah i mean that's i, I think the next I mean, if they're going to re- reboot i mean they're they're rebooting every movie franchise these days if they're going to reboot oceans 11 just have them steal a baseball card <laughs> at this point it's a lot less you know you saw it's a lot lighter to carry out of a of a vault than than Pounds and pounds of money. A statement made by Chris Ivey Heritage, the uh, Heritage's director of sports auctions, said in a statement, this card is arguably the finest condition example of the most iconic post-war card in the world. That grade, a 9.5, plus the fact that it has documented prominence uh, from the most storied find in, in hobby history, puts this card in a category of its own. And, and surely $12.6 million for a Mickey Mantle card is in a category of its own. It, the, the story itself, it, J-Mart, is, is, could be made into a movie. It goes back to some guy in 1986, Alan Rosen, known as Mr. Mint, who was kind of like the godfather of sports card trading and, 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 a, and a top truck driver. And maybe, I think the original call, card I read was, was sold ungraded back in 1991, great right. year. Uh, for for fifty thousand dollars, so I don't I don't have my calculator handy, so I'm not sure off the top of my head what the the ROI, the return on investment is for fifty thousand dollars to twelve point six. But this is this is a it's we live in a world where there's documentaries on on every channel, YouTube, you you know, Hulu, FX, whatever. This could be a doc. This, this whole card, process is a documentary. This specific card, very likely. Yeah, I mean, I would not be at all surprised if there were. Uh, a documentary made about this card. It is fascinating, and that you know that word that you threw in there. When you get to this sort of level, the the provenance does become to be more and more important. It's not just any card that just shows up and it looks beautiful and whatever. Like when you get to that kind of level, it's important to know where exactly it came from and the story to to truly believe uh, that it's legitimate. Uh, and in this case, you know that that. That leads to to that kind of a price tag, you know. It's uh, it's wild, man. And that that story is is absolutely fascinating. That the guy, so the guy, Mr. Mint, I guess, spent over 500k buying Mickey Mantle cards and sold a few of them. Sold some of them. One of the ones he sold happened to be this one, but. I mean, and I'm sure he's done very very well on on his money, but it is wild that you would sell. The best copy mm-hmm. out of everything you bought, but I mean, because mm-hmm. clearly the, the guys, the auction guys, saying it's the it's the cleanest post-war card. That's so so that's so interesting because you'd think like, if it was if it was an ex- inexperienced card collector, if it was somebody like me who didn't know the difference, it didn't couldn't look at a card and say, oh, that's better condition than whatnot. You'd think that oh, you know, it just kind of got lost in the shovel, got mixed up. But it sounds like obviously this guy was an expert, so. Maybe he just thought that at in 1991, $50,000 was the best price he was ever going to get. And, I mean, like, what? You can't really blame him. But we, always, we, heard this, we always hear the story every year it comes back around that, that uh, 
Trump like turned down the opportunity to buy the Cowboys for fifty million dollars, called it a bad deal, and and now the Cowboys are worth what eight billion dollars or something mm, like that. So yeah. you never you you never know. It's that's going from fifty mil to eight billion, and going from fifty thousand to twelve point six million. It, I don't know exactly again the comparison, but the pr- prices on this stuff in the sports just keep going up and up and up. Yeah, and if you're if you're in nineteen ninety and for some reason you need fifty thousand dollars right and you have a mantle card and that's the the value at the time which it probably was i mean i I don't know exactly you know where where comps were at the time and there's no way to figure that out but i would assume that's not it wasn't a crazy steal exactly so yeah man and now he he turns it into 12.6 million and he did grade it and all of that stuff so you know what I'm what I'm thinking. He spent a couple hundred bucks. Talk, talk about the the providence and the, and the story. Do you think that play? You know, you said that you think that plays a factor into the eventual sale of the card. Kind of the the wild, wacky, winding road of this Mickey. When Mantle you get card, to that level, you think when yeah. you get to that level. Well, well, think about the think about the other things that the, on that list sure. you just read. Uh, Maradona's uh, hand of God jersey. Sure, the obvious provenance there. Mm-hmm. You know that's that's what I mean when when it gets to to the level of of that many millions of dollars. That kind of thing does uh, come into play. Some of the some of these cars you'll never find that out about. But, I, you know, it's going to be hard to, to leap to that kind of a level without that kind of provenance. I guess what I'm saying is when I think of this Mickey Mantle card, and look, Mickey Mantle, all-time great player, and certainly one of the, the legends of the game just mm-hmm. because, you know, one of the, one of the true sports figures to, to kind of encapsulate America yeah. and be the, a boyhood hero of a, of gen, of a generation – but it's not a card, or it's it's not an it's not a card where I guess I'm trying to say Diego Maradona's hand of God. That's that's an action. That's a sports event, specific right. sports event that we can relive. That that everybody knows what the, impl- the what the stakes were at Muhammad Ali's Rumble yeah. in the Jungle. What the stakes were. What that meant to a to um, for for Diego Maradona. What that meant to a nation. What that meant to the the history of soccer. Um, but and it was an, it was an act. It was something was performed in that jersey. Totally. History was made in that jersey. This Mickey Mantle card. Not trying to take anything away from it, but it wasn't like it wasn't Mickey Mantle's favorite card of himself that he kept in his locker. It's sure. just it seems like the story or the price tag built up is is the journey of the card rather than the the act of Maradona's jersey. Because it's not like oh Maradona's jersey got lost in the wash and then some. Grandmother found it, and it, we got rediscovered. It was just—they're kind of—it's—it's it's two sides a, of it. There is a little bit, it, and you bring up an interesting point. It's a very fine line because—and I do think that there's a difference in that. Yes, Maradona wore that jersey, but that jersey—it's not a full collectible market, meaning it's—it's uh, it's not exactly currency mm-hmm. the way that a card. Mm-hmm. Uh, is currency you you don't buy them as stocks per se like that's that's a guy that loves that Maradona jersey and is going to hang it on his wall and that's probably what this is too with, with the card but I think that that is a little bit of the uh, mindset change like that Maradona is not selling to this guy to potentially resell for more down the road most likely you know what I mean sure. there's not like a uh, it's just a different animal it's, it, entirely you're right. it's a it's, uh Sports trade, sports cards for a lot of us 
is an active hobby, probably. When you when you find a jersey, uh, like an, you, if you buy a jersey of your spa- favorite well, it, sports team. It defines team, some people's yeah, childhood. exactly. I'm probably not letting that thing go. Right. And no matter, maybe if you pay me $12.6 million, I, I might consider it. But exactly. if you're in the card market, you're you're actively looking and and looking at deals, looking at price, looking at movement. And, and so it's just, it's naturally baked into the process of the market, like what you said. And I also think one, one of the things that I find interesting too is about, and we talk about like the provenance and really sort of digging into it. Like how about the fact that, uh, I mean, Mickey Mano is an all-time great, but he's not definitively the best of all time that you would, you would, just automatically just inherently know that his card would be the one that would be the highest selling card ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He was sure. a great, but we could we could probably find a dozen to 20 other greats on that same sure. level that don't I mean Willie Mays doesn't Willie have a Mays, card that's Joe, going to going ba- to approach this. Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, uh, and, and there's, uh, Joe DiMaggio. There's a know, lot of Ted factors Williams, that sure. go into that, you know what I mean? Um some of it being like stuff that you can't, you know, you can't encapsulate in numbers, like mm-hmm. like exactly. likability, like hype, you know, likability, I mean? like, hype, crazy urban legend stories, absolutely. That Marilyn that, Monroe, that, Mar- exactly, and so I, not one that I'll repeat on the air, but one I read about the other week about when they asked Mickey Mantle what his favorite moment in Yankee Stadium was, and it had nothing to do with baseball, but it's it's the stuff that it makes a legend. Absolutely, an, or a, a legend. That's that's what these this crazy stuff that we talk about or when we're, we're we're at the you know having beers or watching a game at a bar. We talk. Did you hear about this crazy story that Mickey Mantle told? That is baked in to the price to the nostalgia of the card, and and that's what one of the things that which, makes which this business so interesting, which makes it more investable. Mm-hmm. So like that craziness. Ends up making him more investable in the long run, which is a is a weird thing. Absolutely, I, I, w- I when I was thinking about this, J Mart, and thinking about this this card specifically, and, and thinking about you in the in the sports card market, a question popped into my head, and maybe a change of subject here, but of of the cards that are most precious to you, and and not necessarily most valuable, but most precious, are those cards? Have you? purchased those cards or have you found those cards by opening packs like the cards that are most precious or and most valuable to you are they natural finds or they cards that you've researched and and gone out and and, and purchased so for the most part and it is a good question for the most part it has been cards that i've i've bought i've researched Mm -hmm. and found on ebay or whatever but i will say that when you are opening packs and you pull a card Mm -hmm. that you really love it adds an extra yes. attachment exactly. to that yes. card. It's going to be harder for you to get that card from me because I pulled it. So I don't know why it's, it's such it, a no, weird it, thing. It, but. It, it, it absolutely it absolutely makes sense. It's it's the same thing with talk about buying and selling a house. When if sure. if, if you're selling a house for you know million dollars and and I say it's it's worth seven fifty and you say what about all the all the memories. I, I don't have any memories in this house. It's it's part of the price that the the owner 
bakes in and part of the nostalgia. But you're absolutely right because it's it's a natural find. It's you you earned you earned that car. You you remember where you were, what was going on in your life, right? When you when you bought that, pack I took and when the you gamble. That. Yeah, exactly. I took the gamble and it paid off. And yeah, it, you do. It's a weird attachment, and I have I have lost out on money because of mm-hmm. weird attachments like that. But that's okay because it's a, it's a collection. That's that's what makes it. I feel like that's what makes it a, a hobby and more fun than I don't know. The talk about sports card being an investment tool and out, yeah. outperforming the stock market, but at the same, maybe it, it's it's when I sell Apple at a, at a price and it goes up and I could have gotten a better deal. You know, I'm I'm more frustrated with with it than when I sell a card and I didn't get a great deal just because it's just you win some, you lose some maybe. You know, it's, it's I, I don't, I don't well, know. Tell, also, me, tell me about it that. It also depends on your on, on the way because, like, as we look up at the floor of the show, there are people there that are, are in the – this is their job. Mm-hmm. They're buying and selling and trading cards constantly, moving up, yes. selling. That's, that's the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then there are, are other people, uh, and I am I – am, like this, where I come and I enjoy selling some cards so that I can then go buy some boxes right. to open some more cards. Right. Like, I'm not making – it's fun. You sure, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not making a, a hardcore business out of it. But go up there and look. After we get off the air, there, there's there's – and you can see there's specific cases where there's multi-thousand-dollar cards and they're, you know, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And then – which is great. Meaning you can be a hardcore investor spending tens of millions, clearly, um, or, or more realistically, tens of thousands if you want to. Or you can just be a complete hobbyist that just likes opening packs and wants to spend 100 bucks a month at the card show. You that's, know what I mean? It's fun. I, that's what I love about the, the industry overall and, and specifically being at the PBKC for the Sports Card, sports card and Memorabilia Show. Because just like you said, there's room for everybody. There's yep. room for for the, in, the for the person who's this is their living. There's there's a person for you know the I think back this would have been my favorite place as an eight year old. There's there's places for for kids who who just want to buy and sell cards yeah. for a pack of gum. And actually, now that you say that, um, there's also tons of like Pokemon stuff uh, on sale here. People have total uh, you know vendors are just dedicated just to Pokemon. Uh, there's a bunch of Funko Pops up there. There's all kinds of collectibles and stuff. So. Even if it's not just sports cars, there yeah. is a lot more here uh, to come check out. There is a lot here to look at. It's one of my favorite places from one of my favorite days, one of my favorite weekends as we start the college football season and, and, and get kicked off with the football season. We're going to take a break from the PBKC, J-Mart, and Cyrus Wittig live from the Palm, Palm Beach Kennel Club Sports Card and Memorabilia Show. Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Kennel Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. Welcome back. Cyrus Wittig and J-Mart with you on ESPN 106.3, live from the PBKC Sports Card and Memorabilia Show. We got started here at 10 a.m. We're going until 3 p.m., one of my favorite places in West Palm Beach. Just the the energy the the we talked about before the break, the this whole card industry, there's there's room for everybody. There's room for the big traders. There's room for guys who this is their this is their living. There's room for the kids who want to trade Funko cards. I, I wish I used to visit my grandma in, in Boynton Beach, and 
I'm not sure how long the PB, this the card show has been going on, but this would have been my favorite. Well. This this would have been my I would I would have loved to come here as a as a kid and 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 look at cards and and look at old cool. I love vintage stuff. I yeah. love love vintage stuff. They don't have car, they they have old old like beer posters of of stuff that you'd see from the 90s and old snapbacks and corduroy hats and just all this stuff that could be in a time capsule i i wish i would was here as an 8 year old and i wish i was here <laughs> as an 18 year old cuz all the stuff here i would have bought and and had in college i can't really pull that look off as much anymore <laughs> it's kind of in the professional realm a little bit i maybe i could get away with it with working for ESPN West West Palm and cuz that's you know we're we're a sports company. That's that's our vibe. Absolutely. I don't think dude. I could do it at, at, a, at an accounting firm, but I just I just I just love it here. Yeah, man. It's it. I'll tell you. I mean, the card show's awesome. I love it. But I've also I've been a long time uh, uh, attendee, let's say, uh, of the kennel club. Uh, I've been playing poker here for twenty years. So I I have always one of my favorite things has always been either Saturday or Sunday go park myself at the beginning of the day at a poker table and sit there and play poker and watch all of the games all day long. It's the greatest. I absolutely love it. So, yeah, I, I definitely feel that. I love, I love coming here, and, and especially on this day every month. Uh, because, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff, man. Some, some and it's be, some, getting busy already. Yeah, it's getting busy. And some people wake up for church. I wake up for the PB Sports Card Show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and, and one of the – the best things, obviously, it's the best price, which is free. Free yeah. admission, door prizes, great food, full bra- full bars, plenty of free parking, all your favorite sports games on, on, on TV. College football started this weekend. Uh, by the time we're back here on September 25th for, for the next sports card show, that's going to be week three of the NFL season and a couple big games that week. I I hope yeah. by next show that I will have watched one minute of college football. <laughs> I hope by next show I will have watched one minute. Yeah, I I, I hope I wish I watched more than one minute of college football. I had a, a bit of an unexpected uh, day yesterday. It did not go as planned. I was looking forward to my Saturday for all month. It, I, it was a bit. It's been a busy month with football starting up and our our first few South uh, football night in South Florida's, and I had my whole schedule ready to go. I was going to watch North. Northwestern, Nebraska, and, and FAU, and, and Florida State. And then um, we had – my day was derailed by my, my, by my dog, who I love very much. <laughs> uh, I adopted a dog three weeks ago. Wow. And she's about two and a half years old, cute as can be. But, you know, with an adopted dog, how, there, how there's – What kind? How big? She, she's a blackmouth cur, which – Sounds like a fish. It does, but it's or they said blackmouth cur, which is a, a it's a southern hunting dog. Okay, uh, native to kind of the southern Appalachians, Tennessee, yeah, um, uh, Kentucky, maybe a little bit in Missouri as well. So a little, you know, the 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 western South, if you will, and maybe a little Rhodesian Ridgeback as well. She's a oh, total wow. total big. She's seventy pounds, okay, not so a, so deep, me, big dog. Uh, medium to large size. Yeah, I mean for me, I had a, we had a hundred ten pound chocolate lab growing up. Okay, so, well, that's a large animal. Everything's going to be be smaller than be smaller than him. She's just she's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Okay, at, at home she's a total couch potato. Loves to snuggle, 
loves to watch, and she's she can do both. She can watch Real Housewives of New York with my girlfriend. She can watch football with me. She she likes to chill on the couch, but when you when you bring her outside, she is just unhinged. Just go 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 go. Wow. And I've I've had to least train her, uh, and she's getting better. But we had uh, on the way to training yesterday morning. We had we had an accident in the car, uh, which cost me a pretty penny to to, to clean up. So wait, wait. What do you? But what does that mean? You had an accident in the car. So I'm, I'm. On, we're on my on our way to training. I'm assuming you mean the dog. The dog. The dog had an accident. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'm, I, I am. I am house trained. <laughs> Took me a while, but I'm. I'm. We're driving to training. Yeah. Nine a.m. training, and I, I start smelling, sniffing something. I'm like, oh god, Paisley, did you oh, have a tooth? This tooth. Oh no. Turn around. And uh, we'd, get, we'd gone number two in the back seat. A 70-pound dog pooped in your car and yep. your back. Oh, my, in my God. Back seat. Oh, my and God. I'm, and I'm stuck in traffic, so I, I pull over as fast as I can because I'm not really worried about the initial uh, defecation. But yeah. I'm worried because she's, she's, uh, she's hooked up. You know, her leash is hooked up so she doesn't fly all around the car. Mm. But there's not, there's not a lot of places for her to go. So yeah, yeah, yeah. she steps in it. It smears oh. everywhere. It looked like a oh, by the time by the time by the time I pulled over, my back seat was a war zone. Oh, dude! It was a it, I, and I'm sorry to if you no, I'm sorry that, if you your had day your, is ruined. I'm sorry bro. if you've already had your breakfast, but this was my Saturday morning after I'd been on the the broadcast. We're not complaining, by the way. I, I Stone and I got off our broadcast at about eleven o'clock on Friday night after seeing one of the greatest high school games you'll ever watch: Palm Beach Gardens Atlantic, thirty-nine, thirty-eight in overtime. But you had to hang with Stone until eleven. No, 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 no. I mean, I, that's that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, Stone, I, mean, st- uh, I I was at the game until and until eleven. Stone took us home. And, and finished up finished up the broadcast from the studio, but it was it's been a long week, long Friday night. I was like, I'm going to take her to class. The, I'm going to take the my puppy to class, tie her out at dog at, at the training class. She, we're going to come home and watch football. Accident in the car. Still, I take her to. Turns cl- out she took you to class. She took me to class. Accident in the car. Still, still took her to class. You uh, did. I took. What else, what choice did I have? What, what choice did I have? What was I going to? Well, I I mean it, I. Because I'm assuming she's got poop all over her. She did. I, I, I had towels in the car, so I cleaned her up as best I could. Okay. Got to class. We hosed her, we hosed her off before class. Cause okay, that's what yeah, I'm, That's we, the part I was missing, we the ho- hose we down. Ho- okay. hosed her off, cleaned her paws, did everything. She went to class. She's a wow. very reactive dog, so kind of unhinged throughout class. We stayed for another class because they were like, why don't you just – they knew that I had a rough morning, so why don't you just stay for another class? We won't charge you. Uh not she's not tired not tired at all still and then i, I wow. she had a vet appointment at 11:30 so we went straight from a 2 hour dog class to the vet the vet checks her file and says are these medications right and she we i say say yeah she said i cannot believe your dog is walking right now with the amount of medication she's on she's on on anxiety medication oh wow as most a lot of shelter dogs are sure um, cuz you know she was she was found by animal control as a puppy taken to a shelter Taken to a home for five months and then taken back because the owners couldn't couldn't handle her. I, I maybe too energetic. We fell in love, but she's on anti-anxiety meds and and the so the vet said I can't believe that this dog is is standing after two hours of dog training class and and wow. when, we, when we got home so then then we had the vet class and then I went and got my car cleaned 
some other stuff, some other errands in between there. I can't even remember. It was such a wild day. I got home at four four in the afternoon. It was what, I worked um, a nine to I worked a nine to five and then fell asleep on the couch. Didn't watch like a second of college football yesterday. I was so <laughs> upset. I love my dog, but I was just like I was looking for this, looking forward to it for months and just nothing. What um, what material are your seats? Leather. Okay. All right. Leather. So. All right. You got lucky then. I got I got lucky. I, I, I was at the I was at the car wash detailing shop for about an hour. I'm so see I'm I'm like I'm the worst person because there was a small part of me that was hoping you were going to say cloth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know, and and I in my Amazon cart I have this big old contraption that you basically hook up from the from the back of your headrest on the front seat to the, your headrest in the back seat, uh-huh. and it's it just it covers everything. And that's just been sitting in my cart on Amazon. I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll buy it. I'll, I'll put it off. <laughs> I, I should have bought that thing. That, yeah. would me, that would have saved me a yeah, lot, a lot of trouble yesterday. So wow. I still love her. She, she's, I, she's at home, I think, hanging on the couch with my girlfriend this morning, probably watching Real Housewives of New York. But, uh, yeah, she threw a little wrench into, into Saturday's college football plan. They, they will do that. They will do that. I'm glad that I am – Glad to hear that it wasn't you pooping in the back. It, it wasn't me because that would have been really. It, it, it would have been that I would have had much less of an excuse for for <laughs> ruining ruining my day. I would have had to had to uh, had had no excuse for my my Saturday plans being uh, being little altered. As we uh, again, Cyrus Wittig and J Mart here at the Palm Beach kennel club sports card and memorabilia show we started at 10 a.m we're going all the way till 3 p.m and also a big thing we want to reference and remind you guys of is the ticket giveaway that is happening here and i believe online yep uh, you can scan uh the qr code below uh which is below on some flyers rolling around here the the pbkc if you come out today so ask about that or you can go to pbkennelclub.com to enter the contest this is for the miami new england home opener sunday september 11th and is again two club level seats and parking and parking because a lot of times you go to games Sick. and parking is more expensive than the seats. These are good seats, club level seats to Miami's home opener against the Patriots on September 11th. And we're all waiting to see what the what the Dolphins can do and and if this two with Tyreek and the the, the greatest show and uh, the most entertaining thing in Miami with Waddle and and all their speed is for real. They they showed it off. And, they, and Dolphins fans got a pretty good look at it yesterday or, or a couple days ago with the game against the Eagles. But, of course, that was preseason. So, you know, we'll see if they can translate it to the real thing. Yeah, I, I, I doubt it. <laughs> I don't think that's coming. I don't think that's coming, but I'm excited to talk to our next guest about that. We will bring it on right now. Uh, Noah Carbone, the assistant GM of the PBKC and the Poker Room director here again, Cyrus Wittig, J-Mart, and now Noah Carbone at the Palm Beach Kennel Club Sports Card and Memorabilia Show. Uh, Noah, I heard you're you're an Eagles fan, so, and and you went down to it, you went down to 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 the training camp the other day, which which I'm pretty sure was pretty pretty eventful, if I heard. That was awesome. Uh, I was actually uh, down there with J-Mart, and we, we had a lot of fun. Got to, yeah, got to see some of the Dolphins players, and um, it was interesting to see. And I didn't believe it till I saw it. Tyreek Hill cannot be covered. Uh, 
Jmart Dude. would probably agree. I was watching some of the moves, and he's leaving our best defenders, uh, Slay, Whew. in the dust. He made him look he, silly, he bro. He made him look silly. Um, <laughs> it is not. It's not a. It's not a plan to cover Tyreek Hill without help over over the top for sure. No. Um, and I had the the pleasure, if you will, of going to the game last night where <laughs> my family has Dolphin season tickets. Yeah. Um, I sat down with the Eagles fans down by the bench. My wife is sitting up on the first row on the 300 section above me. And if you can imagine this, as the Dolphins are running up and down the field on the Eagles' third stringers, she is dancing in her seats like I've never <laughs> seen her dance ever in her life <laughs> and looking down on me and, and just showering me with misery. It was <laughs> – don't take too much out of what happened yesterday. It was really guys that are going to be working at Wawa next week on the Eagles field. <laughs> That's who was out there for the it's Eagles. The it was preseason. It, it was so nothing. brutal. It means nothing. I'm not an Eagles fan. Don't get me what wrong. What I did but. take out of it. I know they made that deep – Completion to, to Hill. And that right was, off the bat. That's yeah. what you have to do. The Eagles did it when they got Terrell Owens, bomb it down the field, touchdown, sure. everybody celebrates. Here Set we go. It's going to be great. Set the tone. He underthrew the ball. He needed to get it out in front, and the stadium would have exploded. Yeah. But it was a perfect example of what we're going to look at this season where Tyreek Hill can get open, can get separation, can get behind him, but he might not be able to get the arm strength that he needs. That's the way I'm seeing it right now. I mean, it w I wouldn't be stunned, but I, I'm telling you, I am, I am more positive on Tua than I think most people are. And I was like, we were watching it over and over and over again we Wednesday. Did. It's like, uh, uh, Tua to Tyreek, Tua to Tyreek. I mean, it, it, looked, it looked scary, bro. Like, I can see that happening a lot this season. And having a guy like that will help him a lot. So. Well you know, well, we'll see. Even Patty Mahomes said that he actually has to change his game because he doesn't have Tyreek Hill where he could always look in a guy getting separation and always be open. We'll talk about talk more about that in just a few minutes. We're going to take a break here on ESPN 106.3. Cyrus Whittick, J-Mart, and Noah Carbone live from the Palm Beach Kennel Club. You're listening to ESPN West Palm. <laughs> Live from the second floor of the legendary Palm Beach Cattle Club, the PBKC Sports Card Show. Welcome back. Live on ESPN 106.3 from the Palm Beach Cattle Club, Cyrus Wittig, John, J. Mart, Martin, and Noah Carbone, the assistant GM of the PBKC and the poker room director here at one of my, one of my favorite spots in West Palm Beach. Been here since 10 a.m., going until 3 p.m. Free admission here at the PBKC, giving out tickets to the Dolphins, Patriots, home opener, and just talking a little bit of Dolphins, and, and it was a big matchup for, for Noah uh, this this past weekend with the Dolphins playing the Eagles in, in preseason. Dolphins obviously handled the, the future Wawa workers of the third stringers <laughs> of, of, of Phil, the Philadelphia Eagles. But still, you know, pretty pretty impressive stats. Two a six for seven, 121 yards and a touchdown. Tyreek Hill targeted two times, caught them both 64 yards. One of my favorite names in the NFL, River, River Craycroft, 4 for 64. The old Raiders cast off, Lynn Bowden Jr., uh, 1 for 39 and a touchdown. Uh, I don't th I'm not sure if Jaden Waddle played, but uh, no. you know, pretty pretty easy to get, get excited about the, the Dolphins. But, uh, Noah, you mentioned before break, you're excited about a, a different Dolphins quarterback well, not, that not a lot of people are talking about. Not as excited as my wife. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Skyler Thompson. 
It can't be ignored. There is going to be a decision made on Tuesday when it reduced the roster. They cannot let Skyler hit the waiver wire and somebody pick him up. They have to keep him on the roster. He will get picked up. The guy is the real deal. He makes all the throws. He's poised. And as bad as I, I, I was rooting against him last night for my Eagles, he just made all the plays. He made great decisions. He makes every single throw that he needs to. He's not like the Eagles' third-string quarterback who went in and, and throws a pick six, staring a guy down, just guns it to him. He's not right. that guy. He has the potential to do great things. Now, will he see the field? I don't know. Is he better than Teddy Bridgewater? John and I disagree on this. Um, well, we don't disagree. I mean, I don't, I'm not – I don't have a I don't have a solid belief in that. I don't know anything about that kid. I saw him throw some good balls, you know what I mean? But but I know, I've seen a lot of Teddy Bridgewater. I'm, you know, he's not Tom Brady, but he's a solid backup. He's a good guy you right. want on your team. But do you I feel like as an active NFL roster, you usually carry three quarterbacks on on the 53-man roster. It's a little little dicey there. It's I've seen I feel like they would just carry three. hang on to him. Yeah. The third guy usually hits. I think the third guy usually is on a squad, the practice squad. He won't dress. He has to hit the roster. Right. Um, and, and I think uh, it's the right thing to do. He can make the throws. I, 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 I'll, I'll go on record and say if, if something happened to two and two had to miss a game, that he should be playing football. This guy should be. Skyler should be playing. What my argument would be is that you, you know what you're going to get from Teddy Bridgewater. And, and he's a below-average starter and probably an above-average, definitely an above-average backup in the NFL. But you've seen we have enough sample size on, on Teddy Bridgewater to, to believe that there's probably enough guys out there. And I know that Teddy knows this at this point probably knows the system, and it's that's easier said than done. But you can probably go pick go get a, a guy comparable to Teddy Bridgewater in free agency if Tua goes down. If, you, if, if the choice is... Make Skyler the backup or lose Skyler. Look, you don't know what he can do. Maybe, maybe he's turns out to be better than Teddy Bridgewater. Right. That's just the hypothetical. And and you could go. You could replace, I, I for lack of a better term, mediocrity with mediocrity, where you could go and get that guy who could be serviceable and come in and be able to throw the ball around a little bit. But you won't be able to find that hidden gem or make that great decision where you're like, wow, look at this guy come out of nowhere, which could change the face of your franchise. We've seen it. Tom Brady, I'm not trying to say he's Tom Brady, but we see these <laughs> things with some of these guys that come out of the woodwork and sure. you're like, this guy just has the intangibles. Teddy has more to, had more than enough time to show that. He started and backed up and all this, and he's probably, if I had to pull his stats, I'm guessing he's somewhere around a 500 quarterback, probably a 50-50. Now, there's also another reality that could exist being the Dolphins disagree with you. Right, and, and the Dolphins could just more, think he's not as good. There's far more qualified people than myself. <laughs> there are, and if the fan base made all the decisions, we'd all be in a lot of trouble for, from that. He was making some good throws, though. I right. will say, like, right. because your wife, like, was hyping him up big time, <laughs> right? And, and and he did he did deliver from what I saw. Right. You know, I saw some practice throws, and he looked yeah. good. He looked good, but you know. I'm, that doesn't always. I'm a believer, and I'm a huge skeptic on these things. I'm a huge skeptic. I'll throw in, be like, the coaches yeah. know he shouldn't be starting. There's a reason why he's third stringer. There's a reason why he went in the seventh round and all oh, those things. Oh, you didn't want to say this guy was legit. I know that. Right. But then I saw his arm and how lively it is and how poised he is. L last night, he was getting blitzed, and we had a, a defender run free. And he was right in his face, in almost directly coming at Skyler. 
and he stiff arms our guy away enough to roll to the right and then throw it out of bounds. That's not. Yeah, he's a strong, strong kid. He is. I mean, I watched him play. Unfortunately, I, I'm kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to my football fandom. I'm a, I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. I grew up in Kansas. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, but I'm a, unfortunately a Kansas Jayhawks football okay. fan. So I watched this guy rip up the Jayhawks for four years at, exactly. Kansas, at Kansas State. So I know he's a he's a he looks like a tight end. Like if he doesn't stay in the court in the league as a quarterback, like Blake Bell. Who the 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 belldozer at Oklahoma State? You know, from a couple years ago, he's he was the Chiefs' tight end. I think he might be with the Cowboys now, but he's just a you know six two two fifteen. Uh, he's a big big dude. He kind of looks like Travis Kelsey actually. He's got. The, it's funny the you buzz say that though, because like, oh, it's funny you say that. Teddy Bridgewater is significantly larger than him. Well, I got better. It's funny that he says that because Travis Kelsey is another one of my wife's favorite players. There, there you go. <laughs> yeah, she's how weird is got, this? Obviously, got, thank you. Look, and look at him. I didn't even is tell that. That is that could that be is. Travis Kelsey. And at I cook. didn't tell you to say that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're looking at a picture of Skylar oh, Thompson right now on his Wikipedia. Do page. I he look could be like Travis, Travis Kelsey or Skylar Thompson? Yep. No, not even, close. Okay. Not, even, not even close. Not even close. In no way, shape, if or form. If you trimmed your beard, you have the same beard. If you okay. trimmed a little bit, I'm going to no. have to. No, no. The well, clearly is. there's a pattern set here, John. But I, but listen, I know I know you do believe in what you saw from this kid because just inherently, your wife said it, so you want to disagree. I, I just right out of the gate, and it's a dolphin. Wholeheartedly, you don't want to agree on a dolphin either, so. You definitely are going to do everything you can to disagree. I can't. I'm, I'm poking around upstairs looking for the Skylar Thompson cards. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if they're going to print any. I don't know if anybody's actually made any because nobody knows who he is now. But maybe flashback to this in two years, John, and we'll get we'll I do think again. we are getting to the bottom of the fact that it has nothing to do with Skylar Thompson's arm. That, that <laughs> I mean, maybe she likes the biceps or something, yeah. but... But it's not about his arm strength that we're uh, that, that we're infatuated with him about. It we'll, sounds like to me. We'll we'll take another break and, 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 <laughs> yeah, talk, and break. Talk, talk about <laughs> talk about another quarterback that uh, that Noah likes. That he's and he, this is a guy who does have some cards and Noah's, Noah's buying them all up again. Cyrus, J Mart, and Noah live from the Palm Beach Kennel Club. You're listening to ESPN 106.3.